Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I know it's been a while, and I apologize that I have not posted an episode in a couple of weeks, but today I do have a little bit of a different episode. I'll call it a special episode, but um, basically today I'm going to be talking about uh, the kind of improbable Final Four runs of uh, FAU and um, San Diego State University, um, and basically just t- debriefing how they got here and how it's amazing and how it probably will never happen again and, you know, what it kind of means for mid-majors going forward in college basketball. But uh, before we get into this episode, just quickly want to shout out the uh, socials for the podcast, obviously the YouTube, um, the William Mary Sports Podcast, um, Twitter, Evan underscore Mangin, TikTok, um, WM Sports Podcast, or I'm, I have a new one now because I actually sold that. But um, long story on the TikTok, uh, Instagram, the William Mary Sports Podcast, and of course, if you're feeling very generous, uh, my Venmo is Evan Dash Mansion. Um, all money goes directly to the pod, but I do not expect anybody to um, donate to that. But let's get into this episode. So for this year's Final Four, obviously we have Miami versus UConn, and then we have uh, San Diego State versus FAU. Um, But the matchup I obviously want to focus on is San Diego State versus FAU, uh, which features obviously two mid-major teams who went on improbable runs to get here. Um, So I just kind of, I'm going to start off talking about FAU and kind of like the budgeting surrounding this. So first of all, all the teams in the region... Um, have crazy budgets. Obviously, you know, lower down seeds may not have that crazy of a budget, but lots of teams have insane um, budgets. And I saw this video on TikTok, and it was basically just saying how much money is is flooded into all these different big basketball programs. And it's ridiculous. It's so much money. And you think just the budget differences is crazy, but here's some uh, kind of stats for you. So Purdue has an $82 million athletic budget, I believe, as a whole, and I believe at least, at very least, $20 million of that goes to the basketball program. Um, Kansas State, a team that they had to play, um, $79 million um, for their overall athletic budget, similar, probably $18 million goes to directly to their basketball program. And Tennessee, another team they had to play, $180 million goes towards their athletic budget with $20 million going to basketball. That is absolutely ridiculous. Like, I know it's an SEC school and that, you know, that's to be expected, but $20 million going to a basketball program is absolutely ridiculous. Some of these schools probably don't even have a $20 million athletic budget for everything. But anyway, FAU, $2.7 million is their yearly spending on their basketball program. So that's just kind of a um, thing to keep in mind with two teams, which they're playing $120 million to their basketball program with $180 million for Tennessee and $79 million for Kansas State. 
And so their coach, Dusty May, who is easily going to get another job after this, but he's making currently $360,000 a year at FAU, which is less than any other Sweet 16 coach this year. And just to, um, obviously this is Dusty May's first Final Four career, but to compare him to Rick Barnes, the Tennessee head coach, He's only been to one final one final four, and that was back in like two thousand three when he was coaching Texas. So really, I mean, now at this point, they they have an equal amount of final fours. So and obviously, um, FAU season isn't over, but Rick Barnes doesn't have anything to show for that. Like they don't have a champion. He doesn't have a championship. But anyway, Rick Barnes is getting paid five point five million dollars a year, which is over double the FAU basketball budget total. Like. Tennessee's head coach is getting paid double of what FAU gets to spend on their entire program. Let that sink in. It, it, it's it's like the difference in money is ridiculous, which which is just to show you like how amazing this Cinderella run is. If FAU had the same budgeting as Tennessee or another school in the tournament, that's like a big big-time basketball school or a big uh, money athletic school, I'm, I'm pretty sure FAU would be really, really good, probably better than they already are. Um, it, it, it's just, you think about it, and you, you just kind of wonder how this is even possible. And to be honest, I, I still don't know. But the fact the fact that they're able to, you know, do, do all of this with, the little budget they have is incredible. And again, FAU, their basketball arena only holds under 3,000 people. While, you know, Purdue, Tennessee probably hold 18,000, maybe even upwards to 20,000 people, which, you know, the difference in these programs is, is crazy. And so, um, obviously, FAU didn't only have to um, overcome this financial gap, but they also had to overcome a large skill gap, and recruiting. And recruiting, it's part of this. Like, you know, better arena, better facilities, all that, that that goes into recruiting too. So the difference in budget is also affecting the recruiting for both teams in a positive or negative way, just depending on how much they have. And so, you know, they have to deal with all that. And, you know, they got, they got guys who were good enough, who worked well together, who got hot at the right time, and they made it to the Final Four this year. Even with all of that, they, you know, they made it through all the adversity, through through all these obstacles that nobody honestly could could really overcome. And you know that that's probably why this run to the Final Four um, for both teams here, just combined at the same time, will probably never happen again. And in, in just in terms of money. Well, similar to FAU, um, SDSU, San Diego State, um, you know they had to, they had to go through something pretty similar to get here. Obviously, San Diego State's a five seed and FAU's a nine seed, but don't let that five seed fool you. San Diego State is still a mid major. Yes, they may be in a higher end mid major conference, but that doesn't change the fact that they are a mid major. They have twenty million dollars as their entire athletic budget. Is their entire athletic budget. And just, just to look back again, Tennessee has $20 million just to basketball, while San Diego State has $20 million to their entire athletics program. 
And so I'm I'm assuming that basketball doesn't receive or probably receives less than three million dollars um, annually for their uh, program. And so just again, I know they didn't have to play. Um, they didn't have to play Tennessee, but they had to play schools like. And I'm not even going to include Charleston in this. Um, basically, so Charleston has the exact same athletic budget as San Diego State, and you can assume that they probably have similar basketball budgets. Charleston may even have more of a basketball budget because, you know, that's kind of, I feel like that's their main sport maybe besides baseball. And so, like, even 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 the 12 seed that they got to play in the first round probably, I'm going to be honest, probably has a higher athletic budget than they do, which is just to start off crazy. Um, next, you know, they had to play Alabama, who has nearly – $200 million going to their athletics program, and I'm assuming they probably have 30 maybe $40 million going to their basketball program alone, which is double, they have, let's just say they have $40 million going to their basketball program. That's double the amount that San Diego State has going to their entire athletics program. That it, I mean, just absolutely absurd. And so, obviously, um, the fact that they beat Bama, money looking at it at financial wise is absolutely insane. Like there's no way anybody could have predicted that if they just looked at the financial numbers. But also, if you look at the skill gap, uh, I mean, I'm not saying SDSU is bad, but Bama obviously had a once in a generation type of team in t- in terms of roster talent, and so the fact that they upset them in that uh, category is also amazing. And then finally, obviously, they're um, match up in the Elite Eight with Creighton. Creighton, you may think they're a mid-major based because you probably haven't heard of them that much, but they are in the Big East, which is a Power Six conference. Um, did pretty well in there, too, um, but they have $10 million just going to their basketball program, which is absolutely absurd, too, um, and just so much more money than SDSU has. And so, just again, similar situation here with um, SDSU having to overcome a bunch of, uh, like, financial disadvantages and um, as well as skill disadvantages, too, like I talked about with Alabama and Creighton, probably almost everybody they played. they pro- I wouldn't say they had a disadvantage, but they didn't have that big of an advantage. Um, and so that's kind of what makes their Final Four run just just monumental. And so... Obviously highlighted by the fact that they beat Bama, the number one team in the country. Looking back at these two schools and their improbable Final Four runs, it you know it's eye opening to other mid majors. I would say you know these schools have now just shown that it is possible to over to overcome large budgets, skill gaps, and they have shown that they have that. You know they can overcome that and be able to go very far in the tournament with the fact that they are so. Um, I, I don't want to say underprivileged, but definitely just have a lack of money. That's all. That's all there really is to say there. But you know, with this run, college basketball, I think in my mind has at least uh, changed forever. And now that we have actually seen it, it meaning. We have two mid-majors in a Final Four game, meaning one will be in the national championship game, and possibly one will come away with the title. Um, now that we have seen that, 
Um, we know that mid-majors need to be taken more seriously. And this is something I've argued. I mean, I'm a fan of a mid-major team, obviously, William Mary, but I've always argued for the fact that they that mid-majors need to be taken more seriously. But now, with this, I think it's everybody will have to take them more seriously. I don't think it's honestly an argument anymore. So obviously, they're going to have to be taken more seriously and considered more legitimate threats in March, as as we've seen. You know, obviously in past years, we've seen Cinderella's, and now that one of an, a mid-major will be in the national championship, we have to take them more seriously in March. And that concludes our episode for today. As always, thank you guys so much for listening or watching, and make sure to check out the socials that I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, uh, just YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, uh, hold off on the TikTok. I'll, I'll give you all an update there. And so uh, I will see you guys next time on the podcast.